in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome to another goddamn horror podcast, everybody. Uh, as you can tell, this is not Ryan's voice because Ryan is no longer with us. Only today, though. Uh, he's <laughs> he's still around. He's still hanging out in Portland. I think he's doing like adult dad shit. Um, but uh, the Pacific Northwest, man, right now, they're getting walloped uh, with snow and just like, I don't know what the fuck's happening to it. Like, the weather just decided that it hated the Pacific Northwest today, so I think that's why Ryan's gone. He's just swearing at the snow right now. Weather took everything. It is, dude. It's terrible. (laughs) Um, It took everything for me not to make fun of you guys. You know, you got, like, three inches. And I'm like, I grew up in Vermont. Like, that's (laughs) just regular. You guys all shut down. It was uh, it was hilarious. My mom messages me all the time. My mom messaged me a picture of outside of just dumping snow because she's in eastern Washington. And so, like, when it gets snow, it gets, like, vicious snowstorms. And she texted me a picture of the date and then also a picture of outside. It just said, <laughs> what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, uh, as we know, my mom rules. Um New yeah. York is New York is very fully in the spring right now. We're it's, actually it's hot out. I don't like that because I'm fat, <laughs> so I fucking don't like. I do not like the sun at all. I like it because I hate sleeves, and and this is my weather. Um, it is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do. All right. One of our one of our guests today is also a, <laughs> uh, a hater of sleeves. Yeah. Love that. Greg, um, you want to introduce our guest today? Yeah, speaking of, I'm super excited. Today we have uh, Tuna and Justin from Sweat, the L.A. hardcore band. Uh, um, <clears throat> how are you guys? Thank you so much for being here. Good, how are you? Thanks for having us. Good, good. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so I found Sweat through, um, I think, just YouTube. I came across uh, Jokes on Me which was, it was a live performance video, I think, like in-studio thing. And it was fucking awesome. I was blown away right away, especially by Tuna, uh, lead singer. Just awesome presence. Super, super great hardcore. Um, And so they just released a new album called Gotta Give It Up, which uh, made me love them even more. Um, And it's super good. So please go out and check it out. Um, But in the meantime... Uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about the band, how it got together, and how you got to this point? Yeah. Uh, Justin is waving me on. They can't see you, Justin. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> He's never done a podcast before, so <laughs> we have to give him a little bit of rope. Um, not enough to hang himself, though. He, um... <laughs> we only this is a pretty him, easy only, one. We only have him do that if we're actually uh, showing the video to everybody. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta we better monetize it if we're gonna have it. Right. <laughs> no, we uh Justin, Anthony, and I are the primary members of Sweat. We write everything. Um, we've known each other for I don't know, on the short end, eight years, on the long end, 10, 12 years. Um and I played in a band with Anthony before called Dog Teeth. Um Justin has played with Anthony before 
still does in a band called Dangers. Um, Justin has a band called Graf Warlock, asked me to fill in for a couple of shows on vocals for them. And so like, we all kind of knew we could play together after like, you know, doing all of those things. Um, and we just kind of wanted to start something new and fresh and more like rocker. And uh, yeah, we've, it just like finally happened and timing wise, it worked out and then the pandemic started. So, which was good and bad. Like it was good in the fact that like we had an outlet and like, we like just kind of kept chugging throughout. So For that sure. was, yeah, but not playing shows. We just, we just got, got to write, uh, I mean, two records worth of songs really. I mean, in the way that, <clears throat> sorry, I don't mean to cut you off here. In, in the way that a lot of times you, if you're trying to be productive in writing a record or a set of songs, a lot of times if you're playing, you'll play a show and then it kind of like stunts things for a couple of weeks and then you get back to practicing in a cycle. But uh, no one could play any shows, which to me, and I think collectively us is one of the worst things ever. So what we just did is, uh, you know, we this record just came out, but a couple of weeks ago, we just recorded another record of songs oh, that awesome. we had working on. So it allowed for like the development or productivity of a band over the course of five years and like a year and a half. Yeah, I've noticed um, a lot of uh, actually just really solid albums, like the last couple, like year or two, um, you know, after a lot of people spent a lot of time in quarantine, some really amazing records came out. Um, I've seen some across really the board. Like, I've seen some really interesting things, too, because you've seen some bands come together, like because of the whole isolation aspect of it, they would come together and like be in one place to just do all the recording. But then sometimes they would record remotely. And mm -hmm. then they would sound mix it all together. And like, it's fucking wild to see like how much they've put into, you know, people have put into albums and into the writing, especially like you're saying, you know, you wrote how like multiple albums worth of, you know, material within the course of it. It's, it's kind of like the weird silver lining to the whole mm -hmm. pandemic situation because like I do comedy and I had mm -hmm. kind of the same situation. It's like, I can't perform live. So I'm just going to sit here and, write as much stuff as i possibly can and they wanted us to do zoom shows and it was like i'm not gonna no absolutely not like, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> but i did i wrote i wrote an entire notebook full of material which the comedy process maybe a quarter of that will be usable but still that's you know another 45 minutes worth of material um you know that usually takes a lot longer to write out so yeah. it was it's kind of a weird creative outlet I think a lot of it, um, I, I noticed, uh, you could tell the bands that, that really were in it for the music, too. Like, they stuck around and wrote. Uh, it, the, the quarantine also decimated a shitload of smaller bands. Like, yeah. uh, I work a club right up the road here in Brooklyn, and uh, most of the smaller bands are gone. Like, they just fell apart, dissipated. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to see this, you know, bands like you, especially you guys only had like an EP out, could have just gone like, oh, well, shit, maybe we just stop here, but dug right in and put out a fucking awesome record. So <laughs> the EP, oh, thank you. Also, that EP came out a month after lockdown. Oh, shit. Like, it came <laughs> so out crazy. It, yesterday was, yesterday was like the year anniversary of it, April 15th when it came out. So like, it basically, that happened and we couldn't play for 18 months. That's yeah. so rough. 
Now, on um, the bright side, the EP came out and everybody was stuck inside, so they had to listen to it like a motherfucker. So, it's true. Like, you and have kind of a double-edged sword there. They were all watching fucking Tiger King when it came out. Oh, that's true. <laughs> fucking that's Tiger true. King. Uh, um, I, I was listening to... I was just... For the first, like, three months of quarantine, I was just did dishes and, and listened to Axe <laughs> to Grind, the, the hardcore <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, and I never listened to podcasts. It was like my first time listening to a podcast that wasn't Doug Loves Movies. Um, I love that you I turned into to... a Midwestern parent as soon as the fucking pandemic <laughs> yeah. started. Just like, I did a bunch of dishes. I did. I really, house. it was like my safe space. It was great. I, you know, um, I lint rolled all the cat hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also, uh, I want to say, I said it earlier. I say no sweat, like constantly, like it's my thing. And and now I feel like I'm shaming your band somehow. Every time I say it, <laughs> no, I feel bad. No, sweat. <laughs> right. Um, I, on the other we... hand, have the body type of a person that is very pro sweat because it happens all the time. <laughs> like I wake up and I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, also, searching uh, the band um, it, it, on the Internet isn't the easiest so because my so my uh lazy ass uh style is i'll you know type in the band name and then just type band um so uh, that doesn't work with you guys at all so anybody listening uh jokes on me helps a lot (laughs) (laughs) you see Um, uh, i like to do everything as a troll so it's nice that uh (laughs) You know, when we have merch and you look up sweatshirt, you're also not going to find anything. No, it's ridiculous. I feel like it A, makes you pay attention a little bit more and it makes you dig a little bit more. And if that turns people off, then that's fine. No, I think I don't want them around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it got me to, to really dig in and, and, and look you guys all up and everything. It's really <laughs> that's how I found out that Justin was in danger. <laughs> if, if they can't do a secondary Google search, I don't want them around. Exactly. Right. <laughs> if you just Google search sweat band, it's just going to be like, <laughs> like a bunch this, of wristbands. Right. It's just going to yeah. be like, why is my Google search results from the 80s? Like, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> it's just like um, Simmons being like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. So I wanted to bring up Justin, you were in uh, Dangers, which yeah. uh, I, I love that, that band. Um, and I found them on this thing called Mitch Clem Forum a long time ago. Shout out to the Clementines, uh, Drew and hardcore Sam that sort of like opened me up to like hardcore that wasn't like the puffed out hardcore that wasn't sick of it all basically or minor threat like like dangerous sort of I was like oh this is way different and and that sort of opened up a lot to me so um I appreciate that uh and and you guys are your guys are still playing uh yeah I mean there was a tour right before the shit hit the fan in 2019 and then there's uh, a fest in Toronto at the end of July, and there's gonna be some shows around there. There's, there, there's been, we've only played one um, that was in December thus far, but there's gonna be some stuff here and there. It's like, uh, the, do you remember the band Comadre? You know this band? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, the guitar player of Comadre Jack that records all of our stuff, that in that live video that you saw, he was playing guitar in that as well. He's oh, like okay. the other the other guitar player, so it depends who can do what for danger. So one of us will be playing. Oh, cool! <laughs> I like that. He's lazy, um, <laughs> so you're probably doing it. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Tuna, are, so uh, you've been in other bands too? Yeah, my uh, my other band was Dog Teeth. 
We never like officially broke up, so who knows? Maybe we'll do Rugby 2025. Awesome. <laughs> Gotta love the uh, name too. You know, it's funny. I thought of the name, and um, right after, like, we're like, that's going to be our band name. We saw, or I saw the movie Dog Tooth. And everyone's like, yeah. You got it from that movie. And I'm like, I didn't, but I'm not mad about that because that movie's sick. Yeah. One thing I I like about bands, especially like, you know, when when you mess around with names and, you know, use stage names and stuff like that and like all sorts of different stuff. I think it's funny if somebody just walks into a scenario. It's like, yeah, we're talking to Tuna from Dog Teeth and they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, (laughs) what did I walk into? (laughs) Also, Tuna from Sweat. They're just going to be like, is this what what is this podcast about? Is this? (laughs) um so yeah so this is uh, a horror podcast um and and uh i brought up uh you know i asked you guys to come on and tuna you said you're not like that well uh versed in in film or just horror most movies it like most movies. Okay. And my thing is if i don't see it in a theater i probably won't watch it because i just okay get- so are there any- ever seen a movie i have seen <laughs> Okay, for reference, I filled in for Graf. All their movies are, or all their songs are about movies. And I hadn't seen yeah. like any of them. I'd seen Indiana Jones when I was a kid, but like I didn't retain any of it. Like all I could remember was the monkey brain scene. Um, and so like- I felt, horrific like, actually. So, no. So then uh, shortly after I broke my leg and I was like, all right, I'll knock some of these movies out that now I've like know the samples too. And I've like sung parts <laughs> of the fucking script too. And it took me like- two and a half weeks with like a broken leg to watch the movie heat and it was a great movie but i just like i can't like unless i'm in a fucking theater i cannot like focus pay attention or i I fall asleep or or i do something else or i'm like oh yeah i just get distracted so um, i hear you yeah um i'm usually much more dialed in if i'm in the theater yeah so, like, um, I, do I, like I, I, I just don't get to the theater as much but the cool thing about la is there's a lot of um there's a lot of theaters that play old movies. So like the new Beverly is really sick. Uh, the Vista will play old movies. Los Feliz three plays old movies sometimes. So like, I don't just see new movies. If I do go to the theater, like there's plenty of options to see older. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Justin. Justin what, yeah. I was going to oh, say, Justin, what about you? Have I seen a lot of movies? A well versed for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to horror, I'm like ten- tangentially related to horror. Uh, I like, I, don't, I do watch a lot of movies, but. Um, you said you yeah, like I, action horror and you brought uh, like, 28 I Days like, Later. Is action John movies are like John Wick? <laughs> Is that horror? Everyone dies. I, uh, it has a higher like, body count than any horror film, I think. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. House we of a Thousand Corpses lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really did. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I came out of action and that's kind of the basis of Gorlock, but I like. Uh, I like some horror stuff and you know, I've seen some of it. I'm not all of it. So you could test me on that, but no, no, that's cool. Um, no, I was going to say, um, cause you brought up action horror. I, I always think I, I was watching jaws uh, a few months ago, actually. And the score alone, I think turns that straight into adventure horror. Like it's just got that like adventure horror overture and it just sounds like you're going on adventure, like the whole movie. I love that. Then I started thinking about action horror and immediately came to mind was James Cameron and Zack Snyder. Um, 
James Cameron specific. Oh, my cat just messed up a ton of stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, James Cameron specifically because he took two what I think are straight up horror films and turned them into action horror films. Um, really fantastic ones too, with Aliens. Aliens yep, yeah. and uh, Terminator Two, T Two. Um, so or he the took. Abyss. A, that's the a good abyss. point. Yeah, that's a I'm great thinking. one. Uh, but he those uh, alien was I think you know people Ooh. say it's sci-fi and stuff but uh, to me it's it's very horror because of the claustrophobia and it's a it's a creature feature. Um, it's a hundred percent a monster movie. I mean, like hundred percent. Like it's, there's yeah. no way to get around that. And James Cameron I, took it and made it a huge action movie, which was kind of awesome and sort of where it needed to go. I have a dog uh, walking around somewhere here named after the the little girl in, in Aliens. Her name's Newt. Newt, oh, yes, that's awesome. I would have laughed it's, if your dog's name was, was Xenomorph. <laughs> oh, it's, it's yelling Xenomorph. The house. Xenomorph, it, get the fuck in LB here. <laughs> uh, my cats are actually action. Uh, uh, Freddy, uh, well, Freddy Furiosa um, uh, and Mad Max uh, Fury Road is his full name. Horator <laughs> <laughs> Furiosa. Yeah. Tuna, um, have, you, have you seen Aliens? Or uh, the Alien films? I think I saw what's the one that came out probably uh, Justin's already laughing at me in like, <laughs> like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 was in an alien versus predator. Versus predator. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that so, in the theater and I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh yeah. And you were getting, you were getting two f- film franchises in one movie that you had never yeah. seen. So yeah. you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. That's it, a whirlwind. Yeah. that's my that's my other problem with movies that i don't watch when there's like too many that you have to watch before watching the one you want to watch like i've never seen any harry potters i've never seen lord of the rings i've never seen star wars because it's like i gotta fucking like watch how many movies to be able to watch that shit like it's that. homework to get to the last one yeah it would take you an entire pandemic to watch the first lord of the rings movie you know what's funny is i try to watch some like marvel movies just because they're like easy because when i like i got covid in 2020 and i like so during the like two like strict like you have to stay stay put i was like all right let's knock out some marvel movies and i think i watched like guardians of the galaxy i'm like i'm out (laughs) 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 listen there's a a thing around here just real fast there's like a sticker that people have in their cars because i live over in Orange County and Tuna lives in LA and there's like Disneyland's pretty close to where I live right. and they have these stickers that it says it looks like a European country plate sticker but it says like it has a Mickey head in the middle and it says annual pass holder like AP but it looks like it says AVP oh like, shit oh, nice head. So every time I see, I'm like, damn, Alien versus Predator fans all over the place. Man. <laughs> What's really funny about that is that there's barely any Alien versus Predator fans at all. There aren't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I came I mean, in the worst one. Dude, yeah. Alien... Well, no, I don't think so. I'm, I love... Uh, actually, I, I don't hate either of them. I think the first one's really good. And the second one was actually pretty good, too. People hate it for some reason, but it's fine. It's Aliens fighting Predators. I'm yeah. fine with that. That's all yeah. I wanted. I got <laughs> Fine. I always got a side. I got a side on with the Predators. 1987's Predator is one of the finest movies there is. A near perfect film. Oh, and that's it's a great fantastic. action horror, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, horror. It's a fantastic movie. And also, like that, that was one of those movies that, like, if you're looking at action horror, especially, like, it's one of those movies that for sure starts out as an action movie, but then once like the kill count starts happening, 
like you see that it is a vicious movie like it's doing straight <laughs> up like mortal combat fatalities for these death scenes in the 80s and it's like yeah. oh shit like you know they're not doing a lot of cgi on that too so you know they're doing like some really gnarly practical effects stuff you know like ripping an entire spinal cord out that's a, that doesn't happen often you know like that's a that's a hell of an action horror movie mortal combat shit it really is <laughs> Jesse Ventura um, gets his entire fucking chest blown out. Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, that movie rules. Um, I even like the second one. A lot of people don't like Predator 2 because it took place in LA, but I'm like, it was actually kind of a cool twist. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was dope. Oh, yeah, I have seen Predator then. What, Jesse Ventura is in it. That's this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Justin son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. All right, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have seen that one. Yeah, he's got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> you know what's funny about alien versus predator it's funny because a lot of people when alien versus predator came out like it it was one of those ones that had like it had the freddy versus jason effect so it was something yeah. that people were really waiting for and then when it came out they saw that it was rated pg-13 and everybody was like oh fuck you like you yeah, can't, you, that's you're taking two <laughs> two viciously violent franchises and you're going to make it PG-13 and then the movie came out and it was like it was funny because it was kind of you know like sanitized and whatever but it was a fun movie and then the second one came out that was rated R and they were like oh this one's way shittier like <laughs> it was weird because it was just like that backfired we didn't we, we didn't like that at all even even in like the last one the predator done by Shane Black who is Hawkins in the first Predator movie. Yep. Yeah. He tried. It just was a bunch of callbacks and ended up being like funny. Like the first movie's not funny. It's just like right. brutal. I really they, enjoyed they like, the the Shane Black one, but it was it didn't have the same vibe at all. It was a completely there, different. There's also feel. a line in it. I don't know who the. It's not Olivia. I forget who's in that movie. Olivia Munn. Okay, Olivia Munn. Yeah. And yeah. there's a scene where it's like. You ever fuck an alien? It says something like that. And I right. can't believe that that was a line in a movie. <laughs> yeah. That's some Total Recall shit. Yeah. Totally. Total Recall um, is also another action horror movie I would consider. I would too, yeah. I would absolutely some, consider that an action horror. But action horror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zack Snyder, uh, honestly, very good at action horror um, with uh, his remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, he, Super good. And then the new one, Army of the Dead, is basically a war movie, heist movie uh, yeah. with zombies. Army of the Dead was a little, a little bit weird to me. I just, I would prefer some straight up zombies than these kind of like. Uh, you don't like the flashy zombies, huh? No, no, no. It, it's also in Vegas, which makes it super weird. But there's. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, like, that's why I brought up 20 Days Later, because I prefer just someone racked with rage, you know, like the. This for sure running around. although i wasn't the one thing i don't like about it is that they blame animal rights activists for the for rage getting put out in the world in the they blame PETA. yeah that's true a little bit yeah the um, alf gets blamed for all of it i just rewatched it because i hadn't uh seen it for a long time um probably when it first came out and i don't even think i saw it uh, 28 weeks later um but i i mean i really enjoyed it when it first came out and i think ryan will say that it's not a zombie movie um, I can't remember his act, exact reasoning. Because um, it was about a rage virus and not a zombie virus. Right, I guess. Sure. <laughs> but, um, we uh, we mostly know. all disagreed on that. <laughs> yeah. Later isn't zombies? That's the argument? They have a disease. They're not actually undead. Well, but they fight each other and then they become zombies. 
That's it, what it, I think. That's yeah, my it's argument it's for them. It's like vampiric. Yeah, it's like um, weaponized. It's like weaponized rabies. Kind of like rewatching it. I it's so good. It's much longer than I remember. Actually, it's almost two hours, and that's a long zombie movie, honestly. But um, but it's so good, and um, it, it did. It felt like the whole thing was basically an allegory for that uh, men suck. Like it's just straight up. Like dudes are oh. terrible. <laughs> like Not wrong. they were. It was, it was ahead, of the, ahead of its time. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> or was it really? I mean, we've been we've been shit for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Looking um, back in history, we're not the best. <laughs> mean the wait? Are you talking about the entirety of human history? Because you'd be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Tuna, if you've never seen the Dawn of the Dead remake, you should totally see that. Because uh, when did the, that come out? What, that came out in what twenty? came out like i want to say fucking 2006 something like that that's the one with the zaby like the zombie baby yeah in the mall yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's cool no it's i think i think i may have seen that then yeah because that one that one the zombies in the very very beginning of it are like like sprinting and like tackling people on their lawns and shit and she's like trying to drive away from them while they're like fucking sprinting after her car i haven't seen seen it okay like i saw it forever ago but cool yeah. Um, the zombies in uh, uh, Train to Busan too are some mm-hmm. of my favorite. Uh, yeah, just they're, the, they're nasty. Yeah, they're sort of like the Twenty Eight Days Later ones. They they turn real fast, like immediately upon contact, and then they're fast as hell. Um, yeah, that's a great one too. The rage virus thing is also a thing that happens with. It happened in the crazies because that was yep. another one where it wasn't technically zombies, but they were the rage virus thing. And mm-hmm. I always find like especially like with action horror like those types of zombies where they're gonna fucking like you know run after you and kind of be like unrelenting in that respect that's almost more terrifying than the undead zombies because everybody knows you can just shoot the undead zombies in the head and like that's that's their kill spot yeah that's their kill spot but if you have a zombie that's sprinting after you like a you know an olympic sprinter it's just like uh uh shit (laughs) you know yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I I thought about that. That it'd be funny if there was uh, one movie like that that was set at the Olympics, where like <laughs> oh, all these people yes. get it, and all these normal people can. There's no one can get away because everyone's like you know more physically fit than they are. They're great athletes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> athlete zombies sounds terrifying. Yeah, and Usain, CrossFit zombie, <laughs> an Usain Bolt zombie that would just murder yeah. everybody. A, a bunch of zombies that like are not doing real pull-ups. So right. Like <laughs> we don't need athletic zombies. That's not a thing we need. Jock horror. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it like a jock genre. It's a jock genre. Right. That would be jock, the actual. I the, love that. The exercise name for it would actually be deathcore. Like it would, you know. Um, so what, uh, how did, what was like the first, your first memory, Justin, of, of horror? Like, like, poltergeist, like, poltergeist really? Yeah. Me I was too. scared shitless of poltergeist. Five years old, I watched it hiding behind the couch while my parents watched it. <laughs> I went and put my head under a pillow and the only song I could think of to hum in my head was the Ewok victory song from Return of the Jedi. 
Oh, shit. Oh, wow. That's a so crazy my, memory, too. That's super cool, actually. So my memory was getting the hell away from Poltergeist, going to the other side of the house, and singing, like, the Ewok song, which is I have on every format, by the way. That's awesome. <laughs> Poltergeist made a lot of kids shit their pants. Like, that movie was probably responsible for, I, I would say, more kids pants shitting than most <laughs> horror films. Because like it was one shitting. of those... Really, it was one of those horror films that was like accessible to children because it wasn't like The Exorcist and, or like something that was, you know, like a super like vicious R-rated horror film for the time. It was, and it was a suburban family, you know? Yeah. It was and a kid, what, you know? Yeah. And it, I think it was, it, sorry, in, in a way I think about it like Ring, the Ring or Ringu, the Japanese one. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's around the TV type of thing. Like if there's any... Uh, upon reflecting on it later, I'm like, maybe that was a campaign to get people not to get kids not to watch so much TV because <laughs> they just scared shitless of getting sucked into the TV. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Shocker, Justin? No, I don't think so. It was a Wes Craven movie, and it was one of the ones that kind of like Wes Craven did not get a lot of fanfare for. And it's a, it's a cheesy movie for sure, but it's a uh, it's a movie about a serial killer that makes like a pact with the devil or something like that so when they try to electrocute him he survives through electricity oh he, i remember this a little bit i know yeah yeah and the movie is dope like it's actually dope it's it's fun it's like comical it's got like really it's the you know the writing is good and stuff like that but it Mega was also Death covers no more mr nice guy for the yeah. soundtrack <laughs> yeah it does it has like one of the best fucking 80s metal soundtracks really great and there's an entire part of the movie where they fight inside of a television. And <laughs> like, because of when the movie came out, it looks dumb as shit. Like it looks the worst, but it's also hilarious because they're fighting like through TV shows. Like, so they'll fight like on a late night talk show on like the Johnny Carson show. And then it'll flip the next channel to like a Western movie. And they're still like fucking fighting each other. Like it's ridiculous. If they remade it today, it would be, it would be great. But it's another one of those ones that was like, it had a huge focus on television. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of that stuff, like in the early in the 80s and the 70s and stuff like that exorcist did the same thing anything involved children at that time like it terrified kids growing up that's when i grew up in the 80s all those things were terrifying to children tuna what about you what was your like first horror memory uh i don't know there was Huh? <laughs> <Consciousness>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I came into this world like fuck. <laughs> this is terrifying. This is the world I got born into, son of a bitch. <laughs> Funny story about that. Not related to horror. My aunt was in the um, delivery room when I was born, and she said I came out sleeping. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that, that checks out. Like, checks out. <laughs> the doctor had to like slap me a bunch to like wake me up to like get me to cry, and I like woke up and I started laughing, and they had to keep saying me my aunt. <laughs> out of the room because she's like stop hitting the child <laughs> he's like we have to test the lung capacity <laughs> anyways that was my horrific i don't remember it so it could all be a lie who knows um anyway, uh my first i don't know i think it's like i don't remember the exact point but it's like in the basket would be like elvira the monsters oh nice yeah totally maybe like uh it was on a lot um yep. The Shining, for some reason, was always on. Uh, yeah. 
and like Undertaker. <laughs> That's and also fair. Because of like uh because of it, I was thinking that maybe um like Doink was a horror. <laughs> oh um, nice. Yeah, so like I don't know, I was always like kind of confused because he was like a lot of the times he was a good guy, but sometimes he was a bad guy. And I was like, wait, are all clowns bad? You know, so it was like a weird, but I wasn't like scared of clowns. I was just like, wait, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones. So yeah, like that was kind of like. So you're a wrestling fan though. Yeah. Awesome. She, she wrestles also as a wrestler. Really? That's <laughs> rad. Jonas and I are huge wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that's yeah, it's, it's funny Orange about the- Cassidy. And- I was like, wait. <laughs> It's funny Huge about the Doink AW thing, fan. too, because when Doink went and turned heel, like, he was straight up fucking evil. Like, he was an evil-ass clown when he went when he went. Oh, heel. for sure. You know, you know what's really funny is my sister was a huge... She just liked clowns in general because she was a freak. And uh, <laughs> she, whenever we would go to wrestling events as a kid, as kids, like, my uncle would make us paint up or, like, get dressed up like someone. So my favorite was always Luna. But she loved Doink. Oh, hell yeah. She would paint up like Doink the Clown. And one time before a match, it was like, you know, when it was dark, um, like when there's a commercial break and he came out with a shopping cart with a gift in it. And then they cut to commercial and he like, cause we were in like the second row. He like went right to my sister and gave her, gave her the present. And it was just like a foam belt. But <laughs> I think he was heel at the time. So he couldn't do that on camera, but like, it was super sick. Oh uh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's super rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of horror actually involved, especially like uh, with Undertaker and like the Ministry of Darkness, yeah, and like the, the brood. brood. Yeah, <laughs> um, they just sort of like are doing the Brood 2.0 right now with Edge and uh, Damian Priest. I feel like, and also like when it came to when it comes to wrestling now, they kind of lean into the horror like personas when they have them. You know, because like you got AEW and Impact, you got like Rosemary and Sue Young and fucking Abaddon, a- Abaddon and stuff like that. And I, I think it's really funny when they actually like really go with it. Like you know, when she's like just flowing blood out of her mouth and biting somebody, they're just like, "Oh my god, she's biting!" Her. <laughs> it's just like it's it's funny when they just go along with it. They're just like, you know what, we're gonna have fun with this. Yeah, and then like well, Dan what- is like like the like quirky. Oh, Dan Hasen is yeah. oh my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, so what's your what's your uh, wrestling uh, uh, persona and everything? I mean, it's it's essentially me, just you know, turned up. It's I'm just go by two. Um, cool. Yeah, like shitty little like arrogant ass kid. Um, <laughs> you know, shit starter, sassy, like talk shit to everyone. You know, I love That's it. Good though. Same shit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Did you uh... more glitter? Did you, Graham, did you and Tuna, did you guys both see the thing that Dan Housen did uh, with William Regal most recently? Yeah. It was oh, an, I heard uh, Regal sold the curse, though. Yeah, it was an after <laughs> it was an after the show thing. And Dan Housen did the curse and fucking William Regal just went along with it like to a 10. Like he just fucking completely sold it. And it's one of the funniest things just because like he starts doing the shaky leg and starts like acting like his fucking knees are giving out and stuff. Oh, I love Regal. I love Dan Housen. That's so great. Yeah. Um, well, should we get into the Sinister Six? Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one, too. If you go like, I think, Justin, you might. You, I, I don't know. I this think is gonna, they'll both do great. I, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I like this. <laughs> oh, 
Let's go. Yeah, no, no. There are no failures. There are no no failures. All opinions, uh, but we're very judgy. Um, That's not true. Uh, (laughs) All right, first one. Tuna, we're starting with you. Uh Freddie or Jason? Ooh, Freddie. It's a good one. I could have seen that one coming. (laughs) Aw. No, in a good way. In a good way. It's only because I love Scary Terry. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. There you go. Rick, Rick and Morty. Uh, that shit. That was like the second episode. And I was like, oh, this this show rules. <laughs> right. Immediately. Yeah. I'm gonna All go, right, Justin. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Frederick also, because I think that I like the terrorizing children's dreams thing. Yeah. that It's hard to. It's to a get truly, truly pretty awesome. terrifying yeah. aspect of it. You can't even be happy while you're asleep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what I appreciate. I'm going to turn you into a puppet made with your muscle strands. <laughs> like, like in every other uh, like horror situation, almost like y- you can leave that area or the goal is to leave that area. But in nightmare, uh, you're just trying to stay desperately away from the inevitable, which is yeah. super terrifying. Um, 2022 nightmare on Elm Street wouldn't work because it's like, do I want to stay awake and be in this nightmare or do I want to go to sleep and go to that <laughs> nightmare? I don't know which one yeah. is going to be more scary here. <laughs> um, all right, Justin, we'll stick with you. Uh, what's the difference between thriller and horror? Uh, thriller has some type of suspense to it. Like you could be in a spy thriller where there's some type of uh, espionage or intrigue between Cold War countries. Horror, uh, usually I wouldn't put that much of the backstory into it. <laughs> like there's different kinds of backstories. Like the sure. thing seems to be like cat and mouse chases and stuff like that. Whereas a horror movie would be like, I'm going to stab this person. I will chase him. <laughs> but the <end> is <laughs> but the, like, it's pretty basic just for stabbing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I find it to be more stabby, if you will. <laughs> I love it. You could, sit down, you could sit down with a horror script and write out just a body count. And they're like, hey, we need a backstory. It's like, I don't know, put a fucking amulet in there or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> put, a, put a Necronomicon in there. You're good. Right. Sure, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, Tuna, what's the difference between thriller and horror? I Here we go. Say, well, you know, shut up. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. I, I would say... Um, Music and imagery. So, like, uh, I feel like horror movies usually have, like, uh, like a little bit, like, Carpenter kind of music, but it's, like, maybe more, like, a little bit more tough guy in terms of composer music versus, like, Thriller will just have more just, like, composed, like, suspenseful music. Um, and then I think that horror movies just look more like... Uh, like shitty or like not not shittily filmed but grimy yeah 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 yeah. uh, and like you know like i think like rob zombie has really good imagery do i think his stories are that great not really but like it looks really sick and i think like that's one of the most important things of horror i I say it all the time we are actually a pretty decidedly uh anti rob zombie for a myriad of reasons but um uh, i've always said that he gets he nails the aesthetic yeah completely misses the heart yeah. So and, yeah, Dracula, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. The, the white the white zombie records were like pretty sick, but then he he fell off fell off of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, he he also called the cops on on a skate park. Him and his wife called the cops on a skate park, like next to their house or something. And that as soon as you called the cops on a skate park, you're out for me. You've lost any respect or cool points you could ever have 
yeah. uh, garnered. <laughs> Yeah. He's one. He's he's definitely one of those ones that the aesthetic goes a long way with him. Yeah. Just because yeah. all of his movies, when you see one of his movies, you know what that movie is going to look like, and that's not a bad thing because you're like, okay, I know exactly what I'm walking into as far as that goes. For sure. Yeah. But then also, you walk into a Rob Zombie movie, and you're like, some family member is going to try to fuck another family member. <laughs> like this is going to be very incesty, and I don't it's know when. Be weird for no. But good it's going to happen, and then like Can just. You do- it always it always happens he's just always like all right now somebody's got to try to fuck the uncle i don't know why i just i gotta throw that in there it's michael myers backstory fuck it he's gonna do it like you know it's, it's very, uh... doing um like uh halloween like uh haunted houses and shit basically like his version of halloween horror nights and it was way sicker than universal um and he did it one year out in california he did it, i think it was in like pomona or some shit and it was really because, like, you know, I think especially with a haunted house, the most important part is the visuals. So it's the, yeah, awesome. absolutely. So it was just, like, super sick. Yeah, he should definitely just start, like, a, 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 a traveling. Circus, fucking, yeah. Stick to the circus. Stick also, the house. by the way, like, the fact that he has an entire album named The Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser fuck you okay? well i don't know i kind of think that's cool no that's just word salad okay he's just it like is. i'm just gonna throw spooky hey, words into a have blender you, have you tried like... to look at have you tried to look at his lyrics yeah <laughs> they're insane it's it fucking really insane. is we listened to dragula on the way back from recording the other day and looked at the lyrics and they're just it's complete insanity just complete almost, nonsense almost as bad as red hot chili peppers new album yeah Ooh, yeah. that's a real bad album that's <laughs> Having, I won't put you through it, but do yourself a favor and look at the lyrics while listening to the song called Poster Child by Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. I will say this about Dragula. I do have a special place in my heart for it because I did a show, a comedy show in Medford, Oregon. And after the show, we were just hanging out in the room, and this fucking old lady went up on the stage to do karaoke. And she started doing Dragula. And this is also a video I saw on the internet of another old lady doing Dragula. And I was like, there's two old ladies in the world that are doing karaoke Dragula? All right, I kind (laughs) of like this song now. Like, I don't know why. (laughs) But also the Boulay Brothers Dragula is top-notch on Shudder. It's a drag competition show where it's all horror-based and stuff. Amazing. Why Zombie's been around since the late 80s. So you you have to think that some of the demographics are pretty old now. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's They're super fans. true. Maybe right. 70. Who knows? 70, 80 um, year old woman in a walker that's pumping out Dragula. I'm like, all right, this is actually kind of dope. This is this is more Tuna's territory because <laughs> she likes old people. I love <laughs> I, I hate old people and children. <laughs> you, and like both, right you and me both, Justin. You and me both. Um I, I take care of children. That's my job, actually. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a manny. No, I, I completely <laughs> I understand fully. Uh, <laughs> I get if it. If I have to um, take care of children, I'm totally down like, and love children for that exact period of time that I'm taking care of them. After that, it's just like, now I don't like children anymore. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not getting paid, it, like just we're on the subway or something, then no. I'm children not, on no. a plane? Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, no, nope. I'm not into that. But... Um, all right, Tuna, what horror movie influenced your taste the most? God, I don't know. <laughs> if you don't want to go with horror, you can go with any movie. And it, does, it could just be aesthetically or whatever. 
I mean, I don't think I have a movie taste. So I'll say I just like The Shining. I've watched multiple times. I haven't watched many movies like multiple times besides like A League of Their Own. So I'll go with that. That's a, a League of Their Own is such a good movie. I, I love would that movie. Like A League of Their Own, Heavenly Bodies, The Shining. Yes. In all of the those, movies. Those are great. <laughs> I'd say The Shining. Awesome. Justin. Um, I would say more in um, like the realm, like, I just want to pick one of, like I mentioned earlier that I like post-apocalyptic stuff. Mm-hmm. There's something that really does it for me for like a Robot Wars era T-800 crushing human skull. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like you, LA, yeah. LA in August of 2029 just being nuked. Things like that. <laughs> I can appreciate. Um, I love that. Um, okay, Justin, let's stick with you. Michael? If you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? Jesus any Christ. movie, any movie, any genre. Um, this is a, that might be the hardest one of all. It is <laughs> for everybody. It's the hardest. Yeah, one. people pass on this one the most. It's the like Thanos. Like, it's the Thanos question. Which one are you yeah. going to snap away and affect and affect the? I mean, uh, I like Thanos's political platform, like you're raising <laughs> half the universe, right? But I, um, because I don't really have what one of my friends. I don't have a beef with what one of my friends calls cape shit, which are like those movies, like they're fine to watch, right? Um, uh, can you go to Tuna on this one? Let me think about this for a minute. Um, sure, Tuna, you got one. I don't know, but I will say a movie I saw in the theater that I left and was like, that was a waste of time, was um, that movie, I believe it's called Climax. Oh, yeah. It's Oh. Uh, so I went in blind. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I was told it was a dance horror movie, and I'm like, yeah! Yep. And then I went in, and I'm like, this is miserable. <laughs> oh, it is a, it's a miserable like, movie. <laughs> that's like part of the attack. Like, that's the approach to make yeah. you like, well, also just bad so like mission accomplished but like would not recommend <laughs> it's really funny because we've had some big conversations about that movie and yeah specifically that movie i, I love was, that movie actually. i will say this i'm a big fan of that movie but what you just said about it is 100 percent true fully understandable there yeah. is there is not <laughs> an enjoyable aspect of watching that film no the opening dance scene is fucking dope yeah that's that cool. is but as far as the horror aspect of it goes, there is nothing about that movie where you like, I enjoyed myself. You're like, no, I need a shower. And I'm very, very sad right now. <laughs> it just devolves slowly into gross, druggy feelings and like yeah. awkwardness. Pure, just so pure nightmare, nightmare fuel. Just <laughs> yeah. like I liked the troll where he like put the credits in like 40 minutes in. You're like, finally, this thing's done. And then it keeps going. You're like, <laughs> yep, that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I decided I decided what mine would be. Awesome. It would be anything associated with uh the scary movie like remake genre of like epic movie. Meet the Spartans. Oh yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. And specifically the Meet the Spartans movie. I mean 300 is 300 what it is, but as a history person making a mock of already what's a graphic novel that has some issues to it but is kind of sick. I don't know, the whole mock thing is like I don't need to watch a 45 minute long movie making fun of a movie that's probably bad already. <laughs> and like, I've never found any value in it. I mean, there are other things that I think like I could watch the GI Joe movie and that's still shitty, but kind of funny. 
Like, yeah, I, I don't find any of the. I just don't think it's. It should cease to exist, and the people that created them should be summarily executed. <laughs> you know, that's that's um, the kind of vitriol that we want on that question. Yeah, that's what we're <laughs> looking for. The hatred. Um, I love it. All right, um, Tuna, are ghosts real? All right, Justin. Oh, <laughs> perfect! I love it. All right, actually, and... I do. I do love when there's two guests and they have a uh, they have yeah, uh, no, a different opinion on both. I don't. I think uh, we all probably have different opinions. You know, uh, the host. Um, all right, last one: Midsummer <laughs> or Hereditary? Which one was Hereditary? Hereditary was Tony Collette. Uh, her son and daughter go oh. to a party. The daughter gets her head popped off on the drive home when she's having a, an allergic reaction. And then everybody's sad for a while. And then a demon. <laughs> it's because of a demon at the end. I don't know. It's, it's really good. Is that the one <laughs> in the house, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say Hereditary over Midsummer. I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about Midsummer. I'm gonna go with Midsommar because Midsommar. It's a, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm partial to Scandinavian things, but also it's like cultish and uh, yeah, gross and all the type of things that make you. It has a little bit of a um, oh, shit, like Wicker Man feel to it. A little bit, like, yeah. Like the OG Wicker Man, the second Nicolas Cage Wicker Man is amazing. <laughs> He's punching people in the face for no reason. Um, Fighting but, witches. <laughs> yeah, I just keep punching people in the face. Um, uh, but if I had to pick one of those, I would go with that. I was actually just watching a show that Tony Collette was doing, Pieces of Her, which is a oh, is it good? Suspense. Okay, show. yeah. No, it looked interesting. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Collette's pretty much amazing in everything she does. Even if it's yeah. like, even if the project itself is shitty, she's great. She you know? can elevate she, it. Yeah. She was in the, the insanely improbable storyline of Sixth Sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like there Bruce was... Willie. Bruce Willie just works for a year with a kid, and no one ever talks to him. He never gets paid. Like, right. What's the deal with that? <laughs> there was a there was a comedian that did a thing about the Sixth Sense where he said, "This is how much people thought." that he was just like this is how much people didn't pay attention they were like he got shot in the beginning of the movie like he goes in the very beginning he's like that's in this people just like nope not paying attention to that at all like <laughs> and then you have well, donnie donnie Wahlberg is the one that shoots him from nko tv yeah like, i'm supposed <laughs> to believe that a new kid is gonna murder someone that's what got me is because I was like, he shot him, but I was like, yo, is that the fucking new kid on the block, dude? Like, what the? Mark, Mark and so Brothers. I spent the whole movie being shocked from that. I completely forgot that he, he shot him. And, stuff, stuff. and then it later on, on Marky, Mark, Marky Mark is in The Happening, the other M. Night Shyamalan film. Well, that's, that's true. Also wildly improbable. Although I do like the concept that nature just triggers this suicide thing in humans. It makes everyone kill themselves. I kind of do too, and but yeah, it's very improbable. But it, uh, <laughs> Wahlberg played a, a teacher, a math teacher. I think or something. that's <laughs> not going to that's the most that's unbelievable not work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Donnie Wahlberg. Do, Donnie Wahlberg ended up having quite a little horror resume. He started doing the uh, the Saw movies. He did Dead Silence. Right. You know, he fucking started dipping his hands in quite a few different horror oh. properties. Donald Wahlberg. 
Well, you, you guys married, nailed you that. Married Jenna McCarthy, also very horrific. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Well, thank you. You guys nailed that. That was awesome. Um, yeah, you guys had great answers. Honestly, like, especially for two people that are like, you know, I don't, I, you know I'm not too versed on horror. Like, you guys fucking had, you had really good answers to them. And you guys know your horror. That's anytime anybody tells me, like, oh, I don't, I'm not into horror. I know that they, there's a movie out there that they love. <laughs> generally, if you are, if are into movies or, you know, have some knowledge of them, not tuna, but other people have knowledge <laughs> of movies, it, then uh, you can parlay that into a, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of like tangential borderline things that relate. Sure. I, I think I put uh, horror under a, a, it's a huge umbrella for me. You know, there's a lot of, I count a lot of thriller as horror because if there's, you know, a, a, some sort of horrific evil part or something to it. I, I count Casper, the friendly ghost as horror because there's ghosts, <laughs> sure. you know, of course it is. all the Scooby-Doo shit. The Adams Family so, movies. 100%. I know. I wonder if the making of Thriller was my first introduction to horror as a child. There you go. I was waiting Maybe. for you to talk about Michael Jackson. I was surprised well, you didn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure for, I don't remember. Like, I remember watching that really young and being like, ooh. But like. For sure. Yeah. Thriller, God, is, a, thriller is a horror short. Like, it is. 100%. Totally is. 100%. And I think it was probably the. Yeah, I think it was the gateway for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, into horror. Um, there's, there's a thing called Captain EO that Michael Jackson did that was at um, Disney. Yeah. And that was like, I always thought about, I don't know. <laughs> I was, I don't know when Thriller came out. I guess in the mid 80s at some point. 84. Maybe 84. Yeah. Really? Damn. Mm-hmm. So I was barely even conscious when that came out. Like, I was born in 82. <laughs> but I remember growing up and it being around. But then we'd go see Captain EO and I was like, whoa, this guy does everything. He does horror. He does sci fi. He does all yeah. this stuff. <clears throat> then you got to write, uh, he's cool. <laughs> I didn't say I got arrested. <laughs> I like that it was just like, and there we're gonna cut off there. All right. <laughs> Edit. All right, cool. Um, well, this is the part of the show when we do recommendations. Um, I can start it off. Um I just watched the first two episodes of Outer Range on Amazon uh Prime. It's Josh, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yep. Um, it's basically uh, Yellowstone meets Lost so far. Right. And I was um, initially turned off because I don't care about ranchers, you know, in Colorado or Montana. Like, that's just bores me. Um, but then I saw, like, in the trailer, there's sort of the, this weird Losty vibe to it. So I checked it out. It's super good. I love Josh Brolin, too. Um, yeah, he's sick. So, yeah, he's great. So uh, I really enjoyed it. It, it's there's only two episodes out maybe yeah i think just two now it's every friday um it uh it, it has the it could get a little too losty which could end up sucking but um so far it's fucking great and i have no idea what's going on and i love that when you learn just a little bit during each episode so that's fantastic uh music wise i've talked about this record before um, Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. Uh, they just released a, uh, first of all, that album is one of the most depressing, uh, sad albums I've ever heard over uh, like mid Midwest, like sort of up-tempo indie pop punk kind of thing. I don't really know. I'm not good with genres. But um, uh, that album, I, I 
fucking love that album so much. It's super, super sad when you listen to the lyrics. Um, so they redid that whole album. They reimagined it. It's called Brave Faces, etc. And they just took all the music and made it way fucking sadder. So <laughs> it's just like brutal to listen to. And it's, fu- it's one of my favorite albums still of all time. So check that out. Nice. Um, Jonas? So go- yeah, I got some. Uh, a couple things. Uh, first one for... Um, I've been watching a lot of videos of one take vocal performances, especially for like, especially for some really harsh vocals. And it's been kind of interesting. So Will Ramos from Lorna Shore has been doing some one take vocals of their most recent songs, um, you know, like through the hellfire and um, everything off that EP. And it's pretty fucking wild to see it done live. And I think a lot of people think that his vocals in studio are not, like comparable to what he would be doing live and uh he's absolutely doing some crazy shit live so um i would watch those because they're getting ready to launch their um full-length album uh coming up this year and i know he's been doing those videos and putting a lot of work into those so those have been pretty cool um also one of my favorite um just absolutely ridiculous bands is the formerly Eskimo Callboy now Electric Callboy because they changed their name because the term Eskimo apparently was just they were getting a lot of shit for it so they were like eh we don't want to fuck with people so yeah we're going to change the name up um they're doing a song called Spaceman and it's fucking ridiculous it's an absolutely ridiculous um it's funny you know as most of their stuff is um and uh, that just dropped a couple of days ago it's got a german rapper in it named Finch uh, who is like splicing in both German and English lyrics in at the same time. So it's kind of doing that Rammstein thing where it's just like, I think I like this song, but he could be talking about horrible shit. I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> it's that type of thing. By the way, if you ever want to uh, go down a rabbit hole of things that you didn't know that you were singing along to, go to a Rammstein thing and look at all the translations. They are pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, and then uh, awesome. movie-wise, uh, X just dropped on video on demand so now oh, it's available nice. yeah now you now it's available to uh to rent on video on demand it's my favorite movie of the year highly 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 recommended it. it's so good and uh yeah i think it just dropped like yesterday or the day before two days ago yeah it dropped two days ago yeah. um fucking go and watch it if you haven't seen it in theaters yet or if you have seen it in theaters yet even go watch it again so yeah X from Ty West. Tuna, you got any recommendations for us? I was going to say, um, I haven't seen it, but X is on my list. I really want to see that before it's out of theaters. Um, it's so it's, good. It's Yeah, it's my favorite movie of the year. Easy. Really, yeah, that's been on the list. I just haven't gone. Um, I've been watching the Lakers show on HBO, Winning Time. Is oh, that- yeah. Is that oh, good? Yeah, yeah. It's really fucking good. It's awesome. crazy because... Um, uh john c Riley looks like my dad in it and I- <laughs> <laughs> um so that's weird uh to watch and i like forget about it every time and then a new episode comes on and i'm like oh yeah and then he comes on screen i'm like ah <laughs> so, um but that's cool what else i'm trying to think of like music stuff i've just been listening to mostly disco lately as i do so um for new stuff i'm trying to think Ooh. I don't know. It doesn't even have to be necessarily new. Just throw something out to uh, to people that maybe they haven't heard before. Um, I don't know, maybe Boss. 
they have a really good EP called Cash Em In. Cash em in. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to like I'm looking at like what I have saved right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I listen. I've been listening to like that, and Curtis Harding is like probably the most like current stuff I've I'm listening to. But I listen to a lot of like Otis Redding and disco at the moment because I'm nice. trying to work on lyrics. So I try not to listen too much like hardcore, <laughs> hardcore <laughs> when I do lyrics because I don't want to like directly rip anything off or like sound the same. Like I want to sound different, you know. So, For sure, yeah, I like uh, that. And then. Yeah, I don't know. I've been on an, another kick. If you want to talk about YouTube clips, um, with the press release for Peter McNeely versus uh, Mike Tyson. Oh shit! You guys haven't seen that. It's like the best thing ever. I forgot about it, and I like revisited it a couple of days ago, and it's just like whew, perfect. I have to say, awesome. as an aside to that, I remember when I was younger, and that fight happened. And my friends bought it on pay-per-view. And this was like when, during the time when you had like the shitty box that you had to buy pay-per-view on, like it was not like a digital thing by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and they had to spend like fucking $85 of 1990s money. So it was like, it was a lot of money. Yeah. And then the next day at school, they were so pissed because the fight lasted 45 seconds. I was like, that's because Mike Tyson was fighting a guy named Peter McNeely. Are you out of your mind? Like- <laughs> Peter McNeely. Right. I, I didn't know anything about that fight. I didn't know anything about Peter McNeely. And a friend of mine was like, oh, yeah, it's just like the Peter McNeely of something. He was like insulting something. I like, <laughs> thought he was like, you know. Uh, some like early monkey or something like. Oh, okay. <laughs> was, like he was, was some like, fucking chubby Irish longshoreman that just decided no. to get money to get his fucking face bashed hit by Mike Tyson. It was just like, all right, yeah, <laughs> no better, no like, other way. Right. Like, Peter McNeely is, and then he like pulled that up, and like ever since then, I'm always like, you got a big dump in your pants, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. So when I'm bummed, I kind of watch that, and I'm like, yeah. That's great. I love it. I'm going to watch that. Um, Justin, you got anything? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say, um, okay. <laughs> no, there's a lot of good, as you mentioned before, there's a lot of like solid records that have been coming out lately um, in a bunch of different ways. I'm not like, I came up with, with metal and things like that. I listen to a whole lot of other things. And the stuff that we kind of play right now in the band is like the stuff that is of my number one interest stylistically to play, you know, whatever you would call it, some type of classic-ish punk hardcore. But like, I still pay attention to metal stuff. And one of my boys uh, from up north in Tacoma, his band just put out a record last year or the end of last year. The band is called Mortiferum. And uh, it's just some like gnarly, the record's called Preserved in Torment. But some like really low, I don't know. I was, I had mentioned this once to Tuna that like you can tell sometimes when people that are like put out metal records, you know, at least came up or were in hardcore bands because of like the breakdown call. The what? Breakdown, breakdown. <laughs> all breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> um, tough guy cause. No, it's just the, the transitions and kind of like the, I don't want to sound mystical, but the energy of it's different than kind of like, and again, I like metal, but some of it tends to be kind of like basement mouth breather shit sometimes. You know, oh, yeah, like for sure, for sure. It's like YouTube, like 
speed runs on guitar, you know. So uh, that it's okay. Some yeah. of it's trash. <laughs> Some of yeah. it's just trash. <laughs> that uh, that Mortiferum record, and then. Um, some of our other people relate to us in a band called Teeth. They just put out a record that's called Finite. That's pretty awesome. Kind of the same vein, a little bit more like gore gutsy, but um, definitely six. Years. I know so, Teeth. Uh, yeah, Teeth. That's uh, a yeah. Broly, the bass player, or the, the guitar player and singer of Teeth is the bass player in Borlaug. So um, he, he's recorded a bunch of records for all a bunch of years for us. So he's around in books. I would say I've been reading all those came out in 1967. <laughs> Go ahead and say it's uh, the Harlan Ellison book. I have no mouth and I must scream. So it's kind of like the horror. Uh, it's not maybe horror, but it's um, that type of sci-fi in a way, really claustrophobic, like we mentioned before, in a way, you know, awesome. that kind of shit. it has some relation to some Heinlein stuff and other things like that. Herbert stuff, but. Yeah. Nice. Cool. And as, I want to, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Right, well, I was going to say, uh, also, I just want to add, uh, please uh, go get uh, Sweat's album. Got to give it up. It's so fucking good. Uh, seriously. Um, I, I, I've been, um, like, I, I've been referring to it as snarl hardcore, kind of. There's just this, like, <laughs> I'm not her. really sure. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not very good at, like, uh, but it's even in the music. There's like a vibe to it, like as opposed to like the the sick of it all, like New York hardcore, like puffed chest, you know, puffed out chest, burly hardcore. There's like the the the, the West Coast like snarl hardcore that I just fucking love. Like, and you're, and, you're and, really good at making up genres. Like honestly, you oh, are. Snarlcore. I call the Extinction AD Muscle Thrash. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> muscle Thrash is good. Yeah, well, they all, none of them wear sleeves either, and they're all like ripped. So they just look like they're like called Muscle Thrash, and he Working was just like, out while they fucking play. love that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm just, thank you guys so much for, for coming on. This is awesome. Seriously, and where, where can people find Thanks your stuff? Like on social media and all that fun stuff. Uh, on Instagram, we're sweat underscore rockers. Um, you can, we're on all the platform, all the streaming platforms. It'd be best if you looked up sweat, gotta give it up or sweat boys club. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but also you can have fun go digging through all the sweats until you find the one you like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then, uh, Justin's label vitriol sells the record pirates press sells the record. And if you shop in record stores tell them to order it and buy it from them and if people if yeah. people want to buy anything digitally where's the best thing for them where's the best place for them to buy your stuff digitally if they want to support you guys justin tell them well uh i put out the first record so the seven inches on the vitriol records Bandcamp, but the other one the lp is like on other forms other formats or i think there is there is a pirate's press Bandcamp, and there's and then like the other places that you can buy it digitally are on all of them. I mean, we eventually do get some, um, a chunk of that money. So. Okay. Yeah. We always try to push supportive. people towards band camps and stuff like that. If we can, I mean, the best the and- page is, is where we will make the most money. Cool. Just yeah. The vitriol page. Vitriol records. Okay. Which is my label. Um, but I got called out the other day for being an asshole by, you- by the singer of our band. Because I was, <laughs> I was encouraging. I said I would rather have you buy a record than a shirt to the woman that was uh, trying to buy it. 
and then it made me sound bad. Well, because she was like, oh, I want a shirt. He acts all nice when he says it. This is how the interaction unfolded. She came up and she was looking at all her stuff and then she realized we have a shirt. She's like, oh, maybe I want a shirt. And he goes, I'd rather you buy a record. And he's like, oh. Yeah, he acts all diplomatic. But I meant it in the in the way that I just want people to listen to music. Right. <laughs> You're like, no, idiot, buy the record, stupid. Give me your money. Twenty five for you. I'll actually just buy anything, I'll be happy. <laughs> right. I feel like that's the way merch tables really are. In in both music and in comedy, it's just like fuck, I don't care. Just buy a thing. Just give me money and buy my branding. <laughs> it really is. Well, thank you guys you guys are fucking awesome thank you guys very much for yeah. coming on to the show and uh Thanks for having us yeah it was it was very fun are you guys based in new york city or me and grandma yeah the two of us our usual third uh wheel uh ryan um, who we missed desperately actually uh he, he's he's the the usual producer and stuff um he's out in portland where jonas was born actually yeah oh, yep. cool. so we're sort of like cross across the country cool spots you know okay. portland and brooklyn <laughs> you're definitely gonna play uh new york in the summer so we're gonna no. awesome play. i'll be there i don't know if you guys have heard that band no fucker yet but we definitely want to play shows with them so oh hell yeah yeah um, heard what what is a ven- the venue that you work at you it's called the nest. the nest um yeah it, it's it's great and it, we can talk if you guys want to try I've to heard play of the nest. Stuff. last time yeah we played, you, we you at- guys would fucking crush it at the nest yeah, that would be super Saint Vitus. Saint Vitus. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Same fight as rules. Uh, that place is great. Yeah, the Nest is uh, like a smaller like basement club just right up the road. It's really great. Um, very underground, like very dope. Like that. Well, yeah, thank you guys again very much for coming on. You guys are awesome. And everybody, go out to their socials. Go out to the Vitriol Records Bandcamp. Go find all their things. Give them money and buy their wares. That's what we want. We want them <laughs> yeah. to do that. Um, and, I, I wholeheartedly uh, back this statement. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> whether it's a shirt or a record, don't listen to him. Buy them both. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys very much for coming on. And uh, to everybody, go check out our Patreon. Uh, it's uh, AGHP. Uh, it's AGHP six 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 on Patreon, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, Graham, you want to shout out the Army of the Goddamned? <laughs> I do. Hold on. She's the, a lot's happening here. All it's okay. It's um, all right. I have <laughs> sirens on. going on outside have, of my house. Yeah, in New yeah, York, God damn New it. York, baby. Uh, we're living here. Uh, barely. Um, we got the Army of the Goddamned. We got Drew Muldowney, who I, I uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, Alan Graham, Jake Jolly, Ron Knoblock, Kristen Pearl, Ashley Ketchum, and Chris Fortune. Army of the Goddamned. Thank you guys very much for supporting our Patreon and to everybody else. Go check it out. We got a bunch of stuff on a bunch of different tiers on all that. And as Ryan would usually say, we've got some shirts and some swag bags coming out to you as well. Um, oh, we just... got the Gore store. Yeah, we do have the Gore store. So we have full-blown merch now. Go to our link tree and go check out the Gore store. It's yeah, cool. we got t-shirts we... and sweatshirts. T-shirts. Fun... I think, we, I think we there's a, a tumbler, <laughs> a wine tumbler, a throw <laughs> pillow. Yeah, some sweatpants. I'm super stoked. Um, dude yeah. if somebody gets box wine drunk in a wine tumbler and and listens to our podcast i'm all friends yeah <laughs> exactly oh, yeah. yeah um so yeah check out all that stuff 
Um, thank you guys as always for tuning in. I don't have any of the metric numbers that Ryan usually nerds out on with who's listening to us all over the world, but you know what? We appreciate it. it. Wherever it is that you're living and listening to us from, we fucking love you. So thank you guys very much on it. Uh, and in the meantime, start some fires and break some glass. Thank you guys very much. (laughs) Thank you. Sweet.